Welcome to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. I'm your host, Steve Coates. This week, I checked out Marina Monster from 2008, directed by Christine Whitlock. Here's a fun little fact from uh, the IMDb trivia. The body count is 40 people eaten by a shark, making it one of the deadliest shark movies ever. Let's see if the movie can live up to that boastful fact, and let's dive into this. So we start off with a voiceover of Professor Squid talking about hungry, evil sharks. They live in the ocean, but not always. Now they live in freshwater. Yep, it's another bull shark movie, everyone. Shocker, I know. It's like people heard about a bull shark and thought it would make a cool movie, and this has happened like a dozen times, so we have like a dozen different movies that are all practically the same. That's that's my small rant at the beginning. Anyways, in this bay, the fishermen have noticed the fish disappearing. Professor Squid looks directly into the camera as he's saying this, and then he goes on about bull sharks being in the Mississippi River, going as far north as Illinois, blah, blah, blah. This guy pops out through the entire movie. He's actually one of the funnier parts of this thing. Now, we're on a dock with a dude who has a fishing net in the water. He's waving it around in the water, and apparently this is how he fishes. A girl in a bikini comes up to him and asks, Fishing? He says, Yes. Uh, but I, I don't really think this is the most effective way to fish, like just waving an empty net around in the water, but I'm not an expert fisherman. I've only done a little bit amount of the fishing in my life, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. They chit-chat. She goes to leave. Some Hunter-ass Thompson-looking motherfucker pushes the fishing guy into the water. We see this, like, plastic floating shark. Then we go to a POV of the shark. The dude starts swimming for the dock. The dock shakes, and the other two fall in the water. We see some splashing, and I guess they're dead now, because that's pretty much all we see. And spoiler alert, that's pretty much all you fucking see for the rest of this movie. And then Professor Squid comes back on screen and says, Hungry little thing, isn't it? (laughs) Fuck me. Uh, And then we get the opening credits over just a bunch of sailboats. And then we get to some dude in an art gallery. He's playing with the statues and sniffing the paintings. Uh, We'll later learn that his name is Earl. A girl walks in. Uh, We'll learn her name is Oceana. Oh, don't worry. The names get better. She bumps into him. He says, oh, imagine running into my dream girl. She says something along the lines of, aren't you thinking about my father and the race? He laughs and says, definitely not your father. My father is the one who dreams about the around the bay race. Stupid. <laughs> Anyways, she asks what he thinks about her and his dreams. He whispers into her ear while some R&B plays and then they leave. This, it only gets weirder from here on out, folks. So just buckle in, just strap in, just hang on with me. We'll get there, I promise. Then we're at a marina. A subtitle comes on. It's called the Regal Yacht Club Marina. And then in parentheses, it says drug dealer haven. (laughs) Uh, We see like various people walking around the docks. One guy gets out from below deck from a boat. Some dude is taking pictures and it looks like he's taking pictures like of this dude. Like he's super close. This actually makes sense later if you want, if you want to say that. But anyways, 
A girl comes from below deck and says, there weren't any waves that made the boat rock like we did. <laughs> wow. The guy who came from below deck is like deeply scratching his crotch too. It's disgusting. He says he needs some help with this boat. The creepy photographer dude says something about needing help with a girl. Like just insert something creepy. Like you get it. She starts rubbing sunscreen on her and now it's nighttime and then it's daytime. Why? Why did we transition like this? I have no fucking idea. And now the same guy uh, comes from below deck, scratching his ass this time. And like, if he's this itchy every time he does something with this girl, he may need to get some like penicillin or antibiotics. Like he should be going to a doctor. <laughs> the girl comes up and says there was more action with the gentle sea breeze than there was below deck last night. Ugh, every time, man, like, ah, they're just, they're stupid and irritating. A man approaches the boat, and he says he heard that Surftoe, yep, the guy's name is Surftoe, needs some help. He says his name, and okay, the, the dude's name is Stiff Mast. That is his name. That is his character's name is Stiff Mast. And there's nothing he can't help with. And then he proceeds to lift, lift his shirt up and reveal just like a nice buff bod. The girl's like super impressed and says she could use some help too. The captain reveals that her name is Aqua Foam. Yes, you, you did hear that right. Aqua Foam. Moving on. <laughs> he says to ignore her. They go below deck. Photographer dude is back and he's still taking photos. Now he's taking photos photos of Aquafoam and she's just loving it, I guess. Now we're on a dock with two fishermen. A girl in a bikini walks by and brushes one of them on the shoulder. And there's like 1920s piano music playing. Like we're in a silent film. They set down their fishing rods. They argue over who saw her first. They go back and forth like that. And then they push each other into the water. We go to a POV of the shark and then we go back to the dock and like everyone's freaking out so i guess they saw the shark but like we didn't see them see the shark but that's fine this is like super low budget this movie i need to stress that too it's so low budget um i don't think many people were meant to see this but i'll get into that at the end the girl is telling one of the guys to grab her hand putting very little effort into actually helping him up the dock shakes the girl falls in her swim cap falls off and she's bald. I'm not sure if there was a reason for that, if they thought that that was funny, but that's that's just what happened. We see a little stock footage. The water turns red. And so they're all dead. That's like the extent of the deaths that we get to see in this movie. It's rather disappointing, unfortunately. We cut to fucking Professor Squid again. He's holding up an inflatable shark and he says... Even in a few days, a shark can be as big as this. And the shark he's holding up is about like three, maybe four feet long. Just to give you a visual, not that it fucking matters. Then there's a quick shot of two people holding life jackets, but they're like clearly in front of a green screen. Then it cuts to a man coming up to the boat with fucking aqua foam. Uh, she's laying there and the man says he's looking for uh, surf toe or skip toe. I can't remember. It was either Surftoe or Skiptoe was this guy's name. Fucking stupid. Either way, she points below deck. He comes up, and we learn that this guy, his name is Rusty Winch. Yep, 
Rusty Wench. Just another name to add to this fucking roster. He's also looking for a job, but Surf Toe says he's already hired Stiff Mast. And he then asks uh, about the badge that Rusty Witch has on his shirt. Uh, before he can answer, an older couple approach the boat. Commodore, Moeller, and Mrs. Moeller, they introduce themselves as. Her name is Sandy. We'll find that out later. Surf Toe introduces Stiff Mast, and Mrs. Moeller just loves a man out of uniform. Yeah. She gets way creepier as this movie goes on, trust me. Commodore says, you seem a little late, sir. Surf says, yeah, yeah, and then goes below deck, and Stiff starts cleaning the boat. I have no idea what just happened here, but yeah. I think late. I think we learned this interaction means that he's like late paying rent or something, but just the way that they went about it was so fucking weird, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Commodore, Rusty, and Mrs. Moore walk away. I'm pretty sure we hear Aquafoam fart. Then it cuts to Professor Squid going, Wah! What is happening right now? I, it's so fucking weird. Like, I couldn't predict anything that was happening in this movie most of the time, except for, like, the kills, because they're all the same. But, like, just cutting to this random shit, it's like, what the fuck? Anyways... We then cut to a sign that says Commodore's Walk. We see an older man coming from below deck of his boat. A man approaches the boat. He's fucking awkward and nerdy. And this is where we meet Earl. And he says, Father, I hope I haven't arrived too early for our sale. The old man says, Don't call me Father. Call me Commodore Moeller. And so I'm not even going to mention it probably throughout the rest of this description because it's fucking irritating. But every time these two meet, Earl starts off by calling him Father. And then corrects himself and says, I mean, Commodore Moeller, every single time. So I am not going to repeat it every single time. But every time Earl meets his father, he says that line. Every time. And he meets his father a lot in this movie. It is obnoxious. Good God. (laughs) Anyways, his wife is there and she says, you certainly can command from below. Ugh. A girl comes up to the son, and she exclaims he's just as handsome as his father. Commodore saw this girl, like, approaching, and he did not look stoked. She starts, like, groping his ass, and Earl gets on the boat. Commodore greets the woman, who is named Miss Divine. We hear Earl from below deck go, Stop that! You're my stepmother! So weird. Don't worry, it gets even more weird later. So Miss Divine basically wants to come sailing with them. Uh, they used to be together, but she dumped him for some university job. Uh, but she's retired now. But the Commodore says, youth and beauty before age and energy. I don't know what he means by this. I don't really care either. Divine walks away. Earl and his stepmom return from below deck. She's brushing his hair and says, sorry, Commodore. We couldn't find what you were looking for. What is happening in this movie? It's so weird. God damn it. The Commodore sees somebody else coming down the dock. He tells Earl and his stepmother to go below deck. Earl does not look enthused. He says, do I have to? And she says, don't worry, I won't bite much. Ugh, it's so weird. The man approaches and he tries to give the Commodore drugs. I'm pretty sure this was surf toe. But it was hard to tell. Like, some of these guys all look the same, but I'm pretty sure it was Surf Toe. Commodore says it isn't a good time. 
His third wife and son are there, and he doesn't take product as currency. So this is kind of where I thought, like, okay, I, so I guess Surf Toe is late for the rent. That's what they were talking about earlier. And he was just trying to use the drugs to pay him off. Surf Toe leaves. We hear Earl and his stepmom, and it sounds sexual. Commodore just looks below deck and is just shaking his head like, oh, my wife and son are going at it again. <laughs> like, ah, Ugh, so weird. And then we cut to two guys sitting on the dock fishing. Yeah, that this sounds familiar. Uh, two bikini girls approach and ask what they're doing. One guy is pulled in. One girl goes in after him. The other dude then goes in. The dock shakes. The other woman falls in. So like every time the shark wants to kill someone and there's still someone on the dock, it hits the dock and knocks them in. Because this is like the third time this has happened. And it, it's going to happen way more times. Like this is basically every death after this. One of the guys says something has his leg. They all scream. And then we cut to a no fishing sign. So I guess we assume they're all dead. But don't worry, Professor Squid is back. He's holding a toy shark saying bull sharks are hungry creatures that love to eat and eat and eat. Cool. Now we're back at the Commodore's boat. Earl and his stepmom come back up. The stepmom says they ran out of something. I couldn't make out what she was saying. But she's like touching up her makeup and Earl's all out of breath. Terrible things happen below that deck, I guarantee you. Or good things, depending on like where you sit on this subject matter. I mean, there's a whole lot of stepmom pouring out there, I assume. Surftoe comes back. The Commodore wants Earl and the stepmom to go back below deck. Earl says, no, not a third time. So the Commodore just like gives him some ropes to deal with or something. Surftoe hands Commodore an envelope. And as soon as he hands it to him, we hear like a cash go ding, ding. Ugh, so it's so cheesy. And they have a conversation. It's not important. A woman approaches Surf's boat. She says she's looking for Rigger's boat or something. The camera goes from her feet to her boobs and then stops there. We don't even see her face. Surf and Stiff stand up. Surf offers to show her where the boat she's looking for is. He walks away with her. Aquafoam does not look happy. Cut to a woman cleaning her boat. A man comes up to her, says, hey, is this your boat? And she's like, yeah, it is. Why don't you come on board? Like, is this a fucking porno? Like, this is how a lot of porn starts, where it's like, hey, is this yours? Yes, you should come join me. It will be fun. And then they fuck. Like, god damn, man. But then this is where it gets good. So some big girl in a bikini comes towards the man. She's wearing, like, star-shaped sunglasses, she takes them off and like sort of lunges at him and he falls off the dock into the water. And then we have 1920s piano music playing again. The boat girl tries to help him. She ends up falling in. We see the plastic shark for like a second and then we hear some screaming. And then we just see the big bikini girl walking down the dock like a gangster. Like again, what is happening? Why did this girl go up to this dude and scare him into the water and why is she now just, like, walking away? Like, it's complete nonsense. But don't worry, somebody's died, so you know what that means. We are back with Professor Squid giving some bullshit on bull sharks. I didn't write it down because I got tired of it after a while. And now we're at a place called Bay Yacht Club. Oceana approaches the woman, who happens to be her mother. She asks uh, if she's asked father about, and then spells out Earl... And then the dad goes out, 
don't be spelling behind my back because you know I can't read lips. What? 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 I, uh, I, that, I don't know. Another girl walks up and introduces herself as Xena Waters. Now, Xena is not spelled X-E-N-A, but instead spelled Z-E-N-A. I don't know if that's important, but I just thought I would share that. She says she's the new spy. I mean, office help. Great. Then we cut to Center for Inland Waters. Oceana is, like, rubbing herself all over Earl. Earl says, like, this isn't the right place. Earl's stepmom comes in, pulls her off, and says, or the right woman. Earl likes his woman a little more mature. Ew, what the fuck, man? Why is there so much of this in this movie? God damn it. Oceana says Earl keeps his love life out of the family. And then they just argue over Earl. It's really gross. Oceana is grossed out. They argue a bit. And then we're back at Bay Yacht Club. Oceana and Earl go up to Commodore Anchor, who's her dad. Yes, his name is Anchor. Uh, or that's their last name. I don't even remember what his first name is. I'm just going to call him Commodore Anchor or Anchor. Sees them together, asks if that's Drip Molar's son. So yes, Commodore Molar, his name is Drip Molar. Just roll with me, guys. Oceana says that she's just being friendly, showing him around the place because of like the friendly competition. Blah, blah, blah. Who gives a fuck? Xena Waters gives her number to Earl, and Oceana says, Oh no, I'm just giving you a tour, it's fine. Eh, don't care. And now Earl finds his dad at the marina. Uh, he says he's just checking out the competition, because, again, part of this movie revolves around some boat race, which we don't even get to until like the last ten minutes, and I'll, we'll get there. A reporter approaches them and asks about the disappearances. Earl points his finger and says, That's official business! the fuck does that mean it's official biz like that's just such a generic sentence like what are you talking about and then eventually he says for her to come by his office tomorrow and then he just leaves we learn that this reporter's name is lola dent commodore anchor comes up and asks what com the other commodore is doing there blah blah and then she still wants to interview about the disappearances commodore moeller leaves and Anchor says for her to come by his office tomorrow, and then he leaves. Like, this whole movie, these people are dodging this reporter, like, ugh. It's just so repetitive after a while. So now, two dudes are walking down a dock. They come across a girl in a bikini cleaning her boat. One of the dudes asks if she needs help. She says, sure. He goes to hop on board. The other dude is mad, because, like, they're going to be late for the race. So the other guy, he's like, okay, just leaves. He walks away, but the guy trying to get on the boat falls in the water because he's an idiot. The bikini girl runs around the boat trying to help him, but, like, the camera only focuses on her boobs. Like, that's all we see is just her boobs, like, in her bikini top. <laughs> it's so weird. She tries to pull him up. He basically pulls her into the water, and I guess now they're dead because, again, we see some splashing. Sometimes the screen turns red, so that indicates blood in the water and they're dead. And fucking Squidward or Professor Squid is back and he's like, Oh my word, that teenage shark has an appetite, doesn't it? I don't know why this guy is here, but honestly, he's funny enough that he's actually kind of a saving grace for this movie. But it's like every time there's a death, it's always the same, but he like pops up every time. 
Anchor and Moeller talk about the boat race and how it's supposed to be fair. Anchor doesn't want Earl around Oceana, and Moeller is shocked that Earl is hanging out with the enemy. Earl says he hasn't slept with her yet, but he wants to, and then he runs away, because I guess he's scared of her dad or something. Moeller invites Anchor below deck to have some booze so they can, you know, smooth things over and talk. On the dock, Earl is walking. There's a girl in a wheelchair. Earl has some sort of flashback to, like, maybe a mental hospital or something. This does come back later on in the movie, but it is still not clarified for me at all. But his stepmother goes to the wheelchair girl, asks if she needs any help, but she says, no, she's fine. And, like, that was the whole scene. I don't know what the point of it was. Like, fuck me, what the hell just happened? So the stepmom, Sandy, insists on her and Anchor going on a sail together. She doesn't want Earl to come because she wants both their hands busy with the lines and sails so she doesn't strangle him. So she's mad at the Commodore for some reason, or she's mad at Earl for being with Oceana. I don't know. I don't care. This family relationship freaks me out. It's gross, and I hate it. (laughs) Now we're... Guess where we are? We're on a dock. Yep, that's right. Three dudes and a bikini girl are standing there talking. Two of the guys fall in. The shark hits the dock, everyone else falls in, and I suppose they're dead now. And then again, we get the weird green screen shot of Earl at the marina witnessing this attack, I guess. I think this was an afterthought. Like, they shot everything at the marina and then realized that they needed this extra footage, so they just shot it on a green screen. I don't know. It's just so weird. And, of course, we're back with Professor Squid. Oh my, what big teeth he has. And that's it. And now (laughs) we're in a room whose walls appear to be like just sheets hanging. Xena walks in. Moeller is like sleeping. She wakes him up. She apologizes for standing him up earlier. Earl walks in and sees this. And so basically at this point we can put together, she's basically spying for Moeller. That's why earlier she said, I'm the new spy. I mean, office worker, helper, whatever. And then we cut to Lone Shark Office. Surftoe and Aquafoam shake hands with Moeller as they leave. A girl comes up to Surf and says she needs help in the parking lot. As soon as Surf sees her, the camera immediately shows her cleavage. And then they leave. <laughs> and the whole and this whole time, the creepy photographer dude is outside the office taking photos. Earl comes into his dad's office and says there's a couple making out in a car outside his front door. He basically just ignores it and he sits down with Earl and Oceana. And that goes nowhere because now we cut to two guys and a girl. Do you want to guess where they are? Yep, they're on a dock. The guys are fishing with just nets again. Uh, The two guys like play wrestle and then fall in. One by one, they're eaten by the shark. The girl falls in like stupidly because she like leads over too far and now she's dead. Earl goes into the art gallery from earlier. Oceana says they've been sneaking around for months, and it's time uh, he met her parents. Meet her parents? Hasn't this dude already talked to her dad, like, four times in this movie? Like, they've already met. If anything, you should be telling them about your relationship, not meeting them. Like, that that doesn't make any fucking sense. And while she's talking, Earl is just kind of like playing with the art or whatever. And then he just agrees and asks if they can do it after the race. But she says no now, but she'll make it worth his while. Ugh, who cares? 
then we cut to Earl sitting at a desk, getting his shoulders rubbed. He turns around and it's Lola, the reporter. Oceana walks in and Lola says, good, maybe you've seen something at the marinas. Oceana says they only have eyes for each other or something. So like they don't notice anything else. They just notice each other. Something fucking stupid. Lola leaves and then Oceana says they can't have her snooping around. She might find something out. Implying that these two have been up to something and maybe they were, but I'm still a little confused on that point, even after watching this. And now we're back at a dock again and it's the same shit. Someone falls in, someone pushes someone in, the shark hits the dock, now everyone's dead. It's the same thing. Green screenshot, Professor Squid, blah, blah. And then we cut to Earl and Oceana saying to her dad they saw something at the marina. Some lady walks in behind them. Her dad, like, eyes her up. The mother says, we have important paperwork to do. And then Anchor gets up and says, oh, I should probably go help that woman, and then walks away. The mother says they'll talk later. So, and then that's that. Like, that's the whole that's the whole scene. And then there is a dude fishing on the dock with a net. Girl asks what he's fishing for. He doesn't say anything. She says, oh, I think I have some bait like crackers back at my boat. He still doesn't say anything, but like he hand gestures to her like, well, what the fuck are you waiting for? Like, do you guys even know each other? Because like their interactions seem just like totally random. So this dude falls in the water after his net is pulled. And guess what? He's dead. Um, And then Professor Squid has a fun fact for us. He says male bull sharks eat alone. I don't know if that's fucking true. I all I guess it is. Fuck it. I don't know. He's the expert. He's a professor. I'm not. And then we cut to Earl about to eat a banana with his eyes closed. I never thought I would read a sentence like that out loud in my life. But yeah, <laughs> fuck me. Xena Waters comes up behind him and starts rubbing his shoulders. He turns around and again, he thought it was Oceana. And he says, I thought it was Oceana Anchor, not Xena Waters. Like, he says they're full fucking names. It's so weird. She starts to unbutton her shirt and is like, well, we better get started before she comes. Oceana walks in at that moment, and then Xena leaves. Uh, the older woman, Miss, uh, I believe her full name is Kitty Divine, walks in and exclaims she needs to get back with Drip Molar. Then the three of them start, like, chatting as we fade away. So I don't, like, ah. Uh, and, like, not just a transition, but, like, I'm quickly fading from this movie as well because I have no idea what the fuck is happening. Like, there's just so much random shit happening. And I feel like a lot of this stuff doesn't come full circle, but I don't know, man. It's just fucking weird. Now we have a father and daughter are looking at boats on a dock. A girl in a bikini comes up to them. The dad starts, like, aggressively licking his lips. His daughter is, like, grossed out, pushes him in the water. Do you want to guess what happens next? They all die. He goes in the water. The shark fucking shakes the dock. They're all dead. I don't need to go into any more description because it's exactly the same as everything before. Back with Earl at his desk, his dad lurks over his shoulder. Oceana walks in. Earl tells his dad him and Oceana are getting serious. Moeller just says like, oh, I need to discuss some financial business with my son and just completely brushes things off. Earl says he can discuss anything in front of Oceana. Moeller says he makes good money working for this government agency. 
Earl says he's saving up for the future, and then Moeller says he'll contact him soon. Like, okay, what? What is happening? I don't know what's happening. I don't know what the fucking point of any of these conversations are. It's ridiculous. And, like, Oceana and Earl are, like, as confused as I am. And then the camera just focuses on Oceana's cleavage. Why? The fuck if I know. And then we cut to a dude and a girl on a dock. Sound fucking familiar? Well, this time, it's a guy in a green, long-haired wig and a girl in a long, blonde wig. They talk about how fabulous the fucking water is. And then a wild Karen appears. She says, excuse me, to the blonde girl like two or three times. The blonde girl like ignores ignores her or doesn't hear her. The Karen throws her in the water, then throws the other dude in the water, and then she falls in, and then it's like the standard kill, splashing water, red screen, they're dead. Lola comes up to Earl and Moeller, asking about some bullshit. The stepmom comes in and takes Earl to the couch, Uh, because she needs comforting or something, because the reporter's questions are bothering her. I'm just, I'm so done with this stepmom-son subplot at this point. Yeah, I'm just, I've had it. It's it's gross. I don't need to see it anymore. Moeller just, like, shakes his head, and Lola just, like, starts shaking her tits in his face. And then she asks Moeller some questions, and I guess they do an interview because it just sort of fades. And then it's like slightly later on. And now Sandy, the stepmother, is still on the couch with Earl. Moeller looks over and finally says, okay, the media's gone now. But Sandy says she just loves Earl's comfort. I, for one, am fucking done with Earl and his stepmom's comfort. I'm over it. She gets up and she says she needs help in the storeroom. Moeller sends Earl there while him and Sandy talk. Basically, Moeller has been taking money from his clients, so his plan is to win this boat race so he can replace the money and just make everything right. That's his whole thing. Lola goes up to Anchor and starts questioning him. She asks if he's seen any body parts or blah blah blah. Oceana and Earl come up. Anchor says his daughter is the marina assistant. I don't know why he felt the need to exclaim that, but he did. And then Lola says... Oh, I can assure you, Earl needs some assistance. And then we cut to a flashback. Lola and Earl are in bed together, and Lola looks less than impressed. Lola laughs, and Earl and Oceana walk away. Again, just stupid scenes after stupid scenes. Anchor comes in to Moeller's office to talk about Earl and the race. Earl comes into the office. He is out of breath and says he can't help Sandy anymore. And I wish he would. I wish he would stop helping her. Don't help Sandy. Leave Sandy alone. Make Sandy leave you alone. I'm just sad at this point. Like, I just, I don't want it anymore. (laughs) Fuck me. Anchor says he better not be helping his daughter that way. And then Anchor and Moeller start playing with the boats on the map. And Moeller is like making engine noises with the boats. Like, I don't know why. And I, and I frankly, I don't fucking care at this point. So now Earl is at a table. Lola sits down. Earl looks up, looks at her tits. Oh, I should mention, actually, every time we see like these cleavage shots, a foghorn goes off like every time. 
it's just one of like another bizarre element of this fucking movie. Lola is insistent on getting answers. Earl is about to tell her something, and then Oceana walks in and says, Yes, Earl and I saw nothing. We've been advised not to speak. You've been advised not to speak, but you didn't see anything? Bullshit. And now we're back on a fucking dock with two fucking people. This time, one of them has a purple wig, which matches their purple bikini, and some dude sitting at the dock. Dude says he's trying to catch lunch. A buff dude walks up and says, Oh, I can do better than that. And then he pushes the fishing dude in the water. The dock shakes, blah, blah, blah. You know what happens. And now Moeller comes up to anchor and he says he wants to make a wager. Oceana and Earl come running in saying they have something to tell them. Her mom interrupts and says, you better not be biting my daughter. What the fuck are you talking about? What? Biting his, what? Biting your daughter? Ugh. I don't know. Moeller says not now. Uh, They're doing yacht club business, so they leave. Xena Water comes up behind Moeller and rubs his back. What the fuck is with people in this movie approaching people this way? My god, like how these people haven't been sued for sexual harassment? I have no idea. She says she wants money. Fucking ex-girlfriend from earlier, Kitty Divine, walks in, says the same thing, but after he wins the race. Earl and Oceana walk in. Earl names everybody in the room. He, I don't know why, he just has to say everybody's name. The women sound like they're trying to blackmail him. And then he essentially like shushes everybody out of his office. Like, shh, 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 shh. Uh, But then Kitty stays behind and she has like financial records about his business that could get him in trouble, I'm assuming. Again, they don't really focus on it that much. So I'm just kind of making assumptions here. Earl and Oceana go back to anchor. Like these two are just running back and forth between the same people. Like, call the cops, the Coast Guard, like anybody, except for your dads. Your dads are useless. Lola Dent is there. Anchor looks at her boobs, of course. They all argue about the media and how they portray the truth and blah, blah. Earl and Oceana whisper to Anchor and his wife. And now we're on a deck, bikini babe on a boat, two kids walking down the dock. One of the kids says, I don't remember inviting you or something to that effect. So the girl gets off the boat and the boys like start like ogling over her. And then the usual happens. They fall in the water. They die. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the green screen footage of Earl and Oceana. Because somehow they've seen like every shark attack. I don't know how. And now, Surf is outside Moeller's office, does a quick drug deal while Moeller is on the phone doing some, like, shady business of his own. And then Surf makes, like, a bunch of drug deals, and it was at this point I noticed that the money looked like it was Canadian money, because I'm Canadian, so I kind of recognized it. Um, I did not realize that, I'm guessing this is a Canadian movie too, so that was kind of cool. Moeller comes out of the office as Earl and Oceana enter. He gives Surf shit for doing his deals in front of his son, This leads nowhere. Nobody cares. We cut to Surf and Stiff on the boat. Rusty Winch comes up and asks if there's any boats for sale. Surf and Stiff laugh and say they don't sell boats because they sell drugs. So I don't know. This was so stupid. Commodore and Sandy pop up. Surf gives him an envelope with cash in it, I guess. And the Commodore says he overheard the other guy looking for a boat. So Commodore and Rusty walk away. Sandy stays behind for a second and says, and my name is Sandy, but I'm smooth. 
Surf and Stiff just stare at her blankly. She smiles and then just walks away. And now Moeller and Sandy are in his office arguing. Sandy goes to leave. There's some dude outside the office listening, taking notes. Earl and Oceana walk in. Sandy says her and his father were arguing and she needs comfort. He says, can't you see I'm with someone? The dude taking notes chimes in and says, is there something I can help you with? So Sandy is just like all over this guy, of course. Earl and Oceana tell Moeller about the shark and the camera zooms in on Sandy's tits until they're blurry. And then we're back on the dock. We see sails are being raised. The boat races today, according to a terrible title card that comes up. A bunch of sailboat footage. I mean, like, fucking five minutes of sailboat footage. And then Oceana is in the middle of this lake, river, or whatever. She's in a rubber dinghy or something with a motor. The motor won't start. And this is all happening on some, like, terrible green screen. We see this plastic-looking shark floating. Oceana's boat starts rocking. The shark is hitting her boat. We see a front view of this shark, and this fucking thing looks like it's paper mache. It's, uh, I wish they had shown this more in the movie just because it's so funny. Like, I wish we had seen more of this. Earl sees this, and he gets in a dinghy of his own, again, with the terrible green screen. Oceana is just beating the shark with a piece of wood, or maybe it was like the oar, and it broke. She screams while Earl makes his way to her. Earl sticks his head out of the boat. I shit you not. The fucking shark starts talking and says, Give me yum yum. And then Earl says, bite this, and sticks the motor in its mouth, or at least that's what it's supposed to look like. And we see, like, little bits of clip art, flesh bits flying around, and the shark is dead. Earl and Oceana are on the dock, while in front of a green screen on the dock. She says, my hero, and starts kissing him. We get a close-up of them kissing, with the background, like, it's all pink, and there's red hearts floating around. And then we cut to Xena Waters, wakes up Anchor at his desk. Earl and Oceana come in and say they have something to tell him. Xena pushes Oceana out of the way and starts rubbing on Earl. Mrs. Anchor comes over and says, Sorry, Miss Waters, there's no positions. <laughs> I made work for you here today and pushes her away. Earl says, Oh, good, Mrs. Anchor, you're both here for the news. And then they all like bend down around the table, like talking all secretive. But, like, we, we can't hear anything they're saying. And then we hear, like, wedding bells, and they all hug. And then we see a title card that says, Around the Bay Race Award Ceremony! Because Around the Bay Race is in, like, just normal letters, and then Award Ceremony is in fucking caps. I don't know why. So that's why I'm fucking yelling it. And it's just a crowd of people. Nothing's happening. And then we see Earl and Oceana making out um in a tent they have like this terrible sparkle effect on her fucking ring every once in a while too some guy comes up to them and earl has a flashback so we're behind three people um one of them may be the reporter i'm not 100 percent sure but the other two are definitely earl and this guy and behind the girl they're like kind of holding hands this guy is named andrew he's a cop now Oceana says she loves a man in uniform or something and starts brushing up against him. Earl pulls her away and introduces her as his fiance. And Oceana seems like infatuated with this dude, but it also seems like Earl and him had something going on at some point. And then they just never really explore the rest of this. So I don't know what the fucking point of it was. 
And every once in a while, we randomly cut to Lola, um, and it's just a shot of her boobs. Like, we can see that it's Lola, but, like, it's mostly focused on her boobs. I don't know why, but it's in there, cut every once in a while. And then Andrew, the police dude, goes up to surf as he's making out with some girl. They see him stop, and then they leave. Anchor and his wife come up to Andrew. Um, we learn that Andrew is giving away the award at this ceremony. And we also learn that Anchor is the one who won. A woman brushes up on Anchor, and again, he says, I think I need to help this woman. And then Mrs. Anchor says, my husband's going to be busy a while, so I'll entertain you. And then the next scene is Andrew being introduced to Moeller and Sandy, which makes no sense because of what just, like, he's supposed to be being entertained by the other woman. But anyways, Sandy asks him to make the ceremony quick so they can leave quick. Xena Waters shows up, looks at Moeller, leaves. Moeller says, I think I need to help that woman. And then, like, the same thing happens. Like, oh, my husband's going to be busy. I'll entertain you. Like, the exact same thing with, ugh so stupid so yeah sandy hits on andrew and then lola shows up andrew pushes her away and goes with sandy and then finally andrew presents anchor with the award everybody kind of mingles and eats and drinks earl is sitting down oceana comes up behind him rubbing his shoulders he says he doesn't have time right now then her parents come in the room and she wants to show her parents what a responsible man he is. So they comment on his job and like how good it is and how the company's doing really well, or it's like a government job or some shit. And then Oceana says, so you can take over the mortgage to support their growing family. And then they all have a group hug. So are the four of them just going to live in a fucking house together and Earl's paying for it? Is that what's happening? What the fuck? Now, Drip and Surf are in Drip's office making some sort of deal. As they go to leave the office, two undercover agents, so the dude taking notes from earlier and the creepy photographer dude, arrest Drip and Surf. So they're two undercover agents. Okay, fine. Divine and a bikini girl and Sandy start arguing over uh, the agent taking notes. They all want his dick, basically. Like, no, he's mine. I saw him first. No. Uh. Earl and Oceana walk in as this happens. Earl cries like a baby because his dad's being arrested. We fade to black, and then we fade back in. Lola comes in. Nobody's there. She asks if she missed something and then leaves. I... I guess the whole point was her, like, missing a big story, maybe. So now we're back at the dock, but don't worry, it's a little bit different this time. The wheelchair girl is there, and she's throwing some food in the water. The bag is labeled, like, super experimental, super food, or something like that. So then we cut to a flashback of Earl throwing this same food into the water at a beach. And then we, and then the wheelchair girl eats some herself, throws some in the water. We get another flashback. Someone on the beach is being attacked by a paper mache monster fish, I guess. And then we cut to the wheelchair girl rolling down the dock. And then Professor Squid comes on and tells us there's other terrors lurking in the bay. And then roll credits. And that is Marina Monster. Now, I don't really know what I was expecting with this movie because when I looked it up, like the cover was awful. I honestly feel like this was very much like a self-funded kind of movie. 
So I don't even think it was necessarily intended to be seen by a lot of people, but I will shout out the director, Christine Whitlock for, I mean, in 2008, putting something like this together kind of on your own is pretty fucking cool, man. You know, like good for her. I mean, the pros, it was delightfully weird at times. There was definitely some humor. It was weird, but I, I would find it hard to recommend it to anybody because like a lot of the cons of this, like if there was going to be a talking shark, I wanted more of that. Like they should have run with that. Like that should have been the shark throughout the movie was this fucking paper mache talking shark thing. That would have been great. It was also a little annoying that every death scene is like literally the same. Like I don't think any of the main characters died or were even in any real danger except for Oceana and Earl, but they fixed that like no fucking problem. So yeah, was it a good movie? No, but I respect it and I respect I'm how I assume it was made. So I still managed to get some enjoyment out of it. I wasn't as angry watching this movie like I was watching 90210 Shark Attack. Like I'll watch this movie over that movie any day of the fucking week. So that should give you some idea of what I think about this. That was Marina Monster from 2008. Don't forget to check me out on all of my social medias at Bucket of Chum Podcast for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Slasher. And check out www.bucketofchumpodcast.com or you can send me an email at bucketofchumpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're feeling up to it, leave a rating and review. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of Bucket of Chum. Thanks for listening to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast.